Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Brad Sherman. Brad, are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Brad is the president of Sherman Wealth Management, a full-service boutique wealth management firm that provides clients with a wide range of customized financial services designed to help each client reach their long-term goals. I'm excited to have you on. Brad, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Great, yeah. Uh, 38 years old, been um, had my own RIA for about three years, or fee-only RIA in uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, suburbs of Washington, D.C. Uh, two kids, wife uh, two and five, and uh, my wife, Abby, is a physical therapist at a, a local outpatient uh, rehab uh, here in Rockville, Maryland. Um, let's see, I have a master's in, in finance from American University in Washington, D.C., and an undergraduate double major in history and international political economics from University of Wisconsin. Um, kind of been investing money my entire life. Ever since I was a little kid, I was very entrepreneurial and uh, sold baseball cards and cameras and things at the mall and, and saved most of my money, invested it uh, wisely and and kind of got into it because of uh, my parents. We, we spoke very openly about money uh, growing up when times are good, when times are bad, when uh, there was a you know, divorce in the family and, and my mother was, was single and a school teacher and exploring her retirement stuff with her 403B and some other things. And then my father is a young lawyer trying to start a business himself um, and uh, planning and, and things like that as related to that. Nice. You know, I, I've been meaning to have somebody on the show to talk about collectibles and baseball cards because I certainly collected baseball cards when I was a kid. Uh, do you have yeah. any sense if, if baseball cards have any value anymore? I don't, but I was on a podcast uh, recently and someone wrote me about uh, all their uh, – I was talking about Cal Ripken and he was a local hero uh, for me growing up and I had all of his rookie cards and things. Right. But uh, – no, if baseball cards taught me anything, it was about supply and demand, and uh, the price of something is only willing is, is what someone else is willing to pay for it, not what you truly believe it's worth. Mm. Uh, would be an interesting concept as it relates to that. But no, I have plenty of uh, cards that I've saved that uh, I, I, I'm saving kind of for my son to review with him, and I have no idea if they're worth anything. Right. Uh, at this point, it's more uh, sentimental. It's been almost 30 years, I would guess, since I've had some of them. But yeah, crazy. So um, they, who, who knows on the actual monetary value, but certainly enormous sentimental value. Yeah, and it, and it, <laughs> and it really helped me you know, to understand... Um, as I said, I did it with my dad. It was all, you know, we, we, we put away some money. We, we kind of did it to test what, what it would be like to run a small business. So it was very interesting to, uh, shape kind of, uh, 
this career and, and running a business. So it's, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can help your kids learn positive money habits, uh, doing exactly what you just talked about. It could simply be planning for a vacation and explaining to your kids that, you know, this is where, how much it'll cost. This is where the money will come from, whatever it might be. So I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah. We're doing that with our son in Google and YouTube because, uh, he watches these, uh, kids opening toys Mm. and, uh, we're trying to tell him and teach him that, uh, if he would go on the YouTube videos, you know, he could get, He's doing that anyway, so it's interesting how to that that kids today are monetizing the craziest things and and anyway, um, yeah, that's youth good. and parenting, as you said. So right, it's uh, interesting that uh, I'm 39 and my folks split up when I was five, and my mom was a single mom and a school teacher, and my dad was in fact a young attorney as well. So life is a life is a funny thing. Um, you you mentioned yeah. that. Uh, that you, you and your family were very open talking about money, whether it was good or it's bad. And I think that that's such a, probably really helped you uh, because so few people are, are comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I, I Look, you know, they say you don't know something that you don't know. So I don't know what my life would be like if we didn't talk about money. But mm-hmm. um, I do feel that it, it, it did help um, in communication with my wife and, and, you know, then girlfriend, you know, talking about, um, student loan debt and, and going, you know, she went to grad school and mapping that out together. And, 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 you know, a lot of our clients, um, when they come to us, they don't talk about money with their spouse or significant other. So preparing that, um, you know, having that childhood where it was open, I didn't know of any other way, so it has helped in, in other senses, and um, especially able to communicate with clients and, and using, you know, behavioral finance and some other things that uh, we study and read a lot about and, and helping clients talk about things that they don't normally communicate about is, is very important. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's so I, I guess I'm I'm always curious, and maybe that's one of the areas. But is there a particular area that that you found? I mean, everybody's unique, but is there a particular right. area that, if people made an improvement, would help them to be more successful financially? Um. Well, you know, I think confidence. I think. Um, understanding that everybody's going through this, that, that everybody um, puts their pants on one leg at a time, that, that reduction in, in the anxiety and stress that comes around money and communicating about that is, is probably that, you know, um, understand that it's, everyone's going through the same thing, I guess would be, would be an improvement that, that we, we find people uh, gravitate and resonate with. That's yeah, funny. I mean, I think that so many people feel shame and they're ashamed of the fact that they've gotten themselves into debt or haven't been saving money. And that's, I, I, that's not a, not very practical or helpful emotion because so right. many of us, myself included, you know, I, I had struggles with, with money um, earlier in my life and 
frankly, or fortunately, I've been able to, to, to turn things around, but we've all been through it to your point. Um, and once you realize that it probably maybe I think confidence is probably, probably the right word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We just wrote a blog about the, the judge and, and that just the Supreme court justice nominee Kavanaugh, who's a local guy. Um, and, and just about, you know, his finances were exposed and I don't want to go into that part of it, but, you know, saving for retirement and doing all these things that, you know, there are people that are, um, in the views of others, a lot more educated and, and things like that, who, who are making not the best, um, decision. So the confidence that you can control your own destiny and, and all those things and empowerment, I think are important. Got it. Yeah. Well, talking about it, gaining more confidence, what, uh, <clears throat> what do you think is, are, are some of the other things that people have a really hard time with and once they get over them it helps them to be more successful are there other habits i think getting i think getting started i think Mm. i think um and system systemization and and you know we use technology in our practice to kind of see everything a lot of people um have never created a personal financial statement or understand what what net worth and their personal balance sheet looks like. Um, so I think just getting started in that and just seeing, um, kind of where everything is, uh, again, it goes back to the fact that most people kind of just ignore this and, and they may have had three or four other jobs and, you know, they might have some 401ks all over the place and, and, um, just understanding where everything is getting a real pulse on it. Um, so that you can make a, a educated decision on, on the other, the other steps, you know, using a holistic financial planning, you know, mapping it all out really helps get people started and going and reducing that, reducing that stress of, of what happens next. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it is a matter of uh, ripping off a bandaid of, you know, I, I don't track my cash flow. I, I, I don't have a budget. So why don't we, have a, a frank assessment and find out exactly where we are. That's a probably a really important starting point. Um, I saw that uh, through the magic of social media that you had retweeted or had tweeted um, something from Pascal, and it's one of my favorite quotes that talked about how all of humanity's problems stem from a person's inability to sit quietly in a room um, alone. And to tie yeah. that into to tie that into behavioral finance and to go directly back to let's start from the beginning let's get a good sense of where you are with the dollars and the cents but let's also talk about what's most important to you right right how do you exactly exactly and a lot of people aren't aligned and that's okay and so making sure that if it's a couple that, that both are understood, but as it relates to that quote, you know, being, being the, the, you know, control of your own destiny as it relates to what money means to you, is that time, is that retirement, is that starting or growing a business, is that starting or growing a family, 
Um, everyone has, that's why we do everything customized because, you know, everyone has a different answer for that and that's okay. And I think that society and other, you know, things are, are, need to make sure that people are okay with that, right? It's their own, it's their own path for sure. Mm -hmm. And all too often these days, I think we're just stuck in, or yeah, I'm just going to say that so many of us are stuck in the same cycles of, you know, get up and do the same thing over and over again. And I put all this new, I put all this new information in my head every day through social media and 24 seven news cycles and everything else. And if we're not really intentional about what is most important to us and what we really want, then I think that that can really lead to how we allocate our resources getting out of whack. Yep. And I, and I would say that if that is the case that, you know, we use automation and, and, um, paying yourself first so that, you know, that is an investing and, and doing all that and, and making sure that you get started as early as possible. Those are the things that we're preaching so that you don't get wrapped up in that kind of social media noise of what other people are doing. And, um, you know, you're doing what's right for you. But yeah, that, that we exhibit our own biases even though we don't want to. So that's why automation of finances and saving and, and goals-based planning with, um, you know, analyzing the cash flow, understanding what the goals are, is important to make sure that those things are automated. <laughs> uh, not to get in your own way. Right. And yeah. all that stuff that we just, you know, that's all easier said than done. And I think that, dealing with meeting people where they are and approaching them. I saw that, that you work with young professionals, you work with thriving professionals, and you also work with pre-retirees. So what's most important to us changes at each stage of, of yeah. our lives, right? Yeah, totally. Totally, for sure. And uh, But a solid roadmap um, to guide you through all those those changes is, is really important and beneficial and, and things most that most people don't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'd like to think that we start saving a little bit when we're younger and then start saving a little bit more. But the reality is that so many of us are doing a, a poor job of saving. Um, I also saw that you recently posted something about social security and I didn't dig too deep into that, but I think it was as whether it's, it's funded properly. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, well, it's more along the lines of, you know, when to take it and um, whether or not you're funding properly. A lot of people don't analyze the future value of the payment. Um, and what we're dealing with some of our retiree clients is just seeing if they could wait, obviously, to 70 is, is the best option, um, you know, from a future cash flow. Well, depending on, I shouldn't say best, it's not the best. It's it, depending on what you can do cash flow wise. But so just analyzing that on a case by case basis is m mostly what the post is about. Um, some people just file right away and they don't understand what those dollars can mean in the future, how that affects your financial plan. Um, do you really need those dollars now? Um, those types of things, I think, are, are ignored in, in a lot of people's case and as it relates to making sure that it's important for any of the pre-retirees out there to evaluate their unique circumstance and their 
tools online, there's professionals like us to, to help um, analyze that. And, and again, when you have a plan to know what, what the cash flow is for and what it's doing um, and w whether it's better off saved, you know, for future value, um, that's something that we need to analyze and, and understand. Yeah. Details are always important, but they're yeah. more important for, probably for people who are, you know, in their 60s and really designing retirement income versus somebody who's in their 20s. You can probably Correct. fudge a little bit more when you're in your 20s. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, Social Security is not at the mindset of uh, most of the audience, I, I can't imagine. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but to your point, it, you know, whether you just decide, oh, I'm just going to take the money right now, I mean, you, you're looking at large percentage differences between taking it at whatever, 62, 63, or waiting until 70. I mean, it's massive, massive differences. And those are details that people need to pay really, really close attention to. So, Yeah, and I think the power of social media, you know, is, you know, people have so little time to, to, to talk about. That's what all the studies do. They, they avoid it for, but also time is a big factor. So, you know, to share an article and if one person you know reads that and learns and educates themselves a little bit more on their options and and then that's what it's all about for sure is, is most people don't have can't an, you know analyze that and um they need help so that's that's the the passion and of why i do what i do every day i like it well brad savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them um, you know, that we all have our biases or blind spots and, and we eliminate those by automating our finances and setting up, um, you know, buckets every month of, of things that you need, whether that's the emergency fund, um, hopefully it's saving and investing and paying yourself first, um, you know, saving for your, you know, if you have a 401k at work, uh, making sure you're getting the match there. Um, and just really automating all that stuff so it just comes out of your paycheck, you know, your checking account, and um, set it and forget it is one of those old um, 90s uh, cliches from infomercials that I would say. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, work with somebody if you have questions and that, you know, you're not, a, you're not alone and that there, there's a whole bunch of us fee-only fiduciary advisors that, that want to help educate you and, and help you make and your family make better decisions for now and for the future. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, you know, we're on Twitter, as you know, at Sherman Wealth. Um, all Instagram, at Sherman Wealth, and, and our website, uh, ShermanWealth.com. Um, produce a blog, as you mentioned, and, and, and share relevant content um, to our clients and, and centers of influence. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Brad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram and find out more information about him at ShermanWealth.com and also read his blog. Thank you again, Brad. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, 
and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.